Amen. You may be seated. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. First Sunday of 2015. Sounds strange to say that, doesn't it? But it is here. 2014 uh, has come and gone. Happy New Year. Hope you're doing great. Great to see you in church the first Sunday um, of the new year. Hey, uh, raise your hand this morning if uh, you still have your Christmas decorations up. Okay, shame on you. You look like a redneck. Put, take, you know, get those things down. No, I'm just teasing. You got about a month. Okay, maybe. How many of you took your decorations down the next day? Christmas. Wow, okay, very good. Um, hey, this is exciting. Um, we uh, kind of challenged our church uh, back in December and said, hey, in the new year, I just feel like it's one of those times for me uh, personally is that I'm going to be reading through the Bible uh, this year in 2015 and would love for uh, our, my, our staff to join me. And then, But then we kind of... Uh, kind of expanded that and said, hey, we'd love for the anybody in the church, you know, if you'd like to do that together, we're going to be doing that together this year. And we sold a bunch of one-year Bibles, and we encourage you to download the app and uh, anyway to join in. So raise your, you have to, uh, raise your hand. You read through the Bible, 2015, you're doing that so far? Very good, very good. How, how's it going? Today's day four. Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> You know, don't raise your hand if you've already quit. But um, uh, we, hey, we have we have made a uh, Facebook group page, and uh, so let me know. Send me a notice or something. It's called, I think it's called Coastal's One Year Bible Reading Group. Or it's real creative. Anyway, uh, just look for it. We'd love for you to join, be a part of that this year. Um, you know, at the end of every year, uh, we get bombarded in the media with one recurring theme that they do every year uh, without fail. Uh, the year in what? The year in review. I mean, you see it everywhere, sports, news, uh, locally, nationally, music, movies, all that. And uh, it's called the year in review. Now, think about it for a second. Why do they do that? I mean, is it just because it's good filler and the main guys are on vacation? You know, probably so, okay? But um, I, I actually think... There's something good about that. I actually enjoy, uh, you know, kind of the nostalgia of going back and reflecting, you know, on the past year and everything uh, that, that came along with it. And, uh, you know, every year the reality is filled with uh, good and bad, uh, ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, tragedy uh, and triumph. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, lots of lessons learned. How many of you have heard the expression, uh, experience is the best teacher? You've heard that, right? Experience is the best teacher. Well, truthfully, that's wrong. It's not. Experience is not the best teacher. Um, evaluated experience is the best teacher. I mean, just because you experience something doesn't necessarily mean that you learned anything from it or you've grown from it. You have to reflect on it. You have to evaluate it and talk about it. So, Here's what we're going to do today, and this is kind of, if you've been at Coastal for any length of time, in other words, like more than a year or two, uh, you know this is kind of a tradition here at Coastal. I like to take the time right now, like the, the, either at the end of December or the very beginning of January, to just kind of look back on uh, what we've done, where we've been as a church. Now, I realize we have a lot of new people here who have not been here for the full year, and we have, we have a lot of guests each and every Sunday, and you might, thinking, you might be tempted to check out. Don't do that. I think today will, at the very least, be kind of interesting to you, and I hope even more than, more than that, but I think it'll be interesting in the fact that you get a chance to see uh, what we've done, where we've been, and uh, what we've learned, and, and to get a taste of who Coastal is all about, Okay. Uh, and now, next Sunday, though, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about every Sunday uh, here at Coastal. But next Sunday is going to be all about the year ahead. 
kind of vision casting, talking about where we're going uh, as a church. And uh, I hope you don't miss that. I hope you're here next Sunday to learn and to, and to be a part of that. Now, before we talk about where we've been as a church, I want to take a little, little bit of time and reflect about uh, where we've been and, and what we've all experienced uh, as a people um, as people here in 2014, and this might seem a little, a little morbid to you, but one thing they always do in every, you know, year in review is that they, they have a list of famous people who have, who have died, uh, that year. So here are just a few of the names of people who died, famous people in 2014, probably the greatest impact, uh, Robin Williams, uh, Joan Rivers, Lauren Bacall. Now, it's funny, so I'm, I'm going to list some of these names. Some of you know who these people are. Some of you have no idea who these people are. Uh, Mickey Rooney, uh, Edward Herman, Chuck Knoll. Too bad he wasn't coaching yesterday. Um, anyway, okay. That's Pittsburgh Steeler reference, for those of you who don't know. Uh, let's see. James Garner, Shirley Temple, uh, Truett Cathy, Tony Gwynn, Maria Von Trapp, Maya Angelou, Casey Kasem, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and uh, Louis Zapparini. Zapparini. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie Unbroken, I would highly recommend that you go see it. Uh, better yet, read the book. Uh, there's more in there about, uh, about his faith. But anyway, it's a great, a great movie. Speaking of movies, uh, can you list the highest, the top three highest grossing movies at the domestic box office in 2014. Number one, anybody know? Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. Very good. Uh, great movie. I finally saw it just recently. Number two. No. <laughs> Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. And thank you, Jesus, that's coming to an end. Anyway, um, it was like four or five of those now. I don't know. Uh, number three, or, yeah, number three was a uh, superhero type movie. Anybody remember? No, I'm, I'm getting to Frozen. I'm getting to Frozen. Don't worry. I'm, I'm getting to Frozen. Um, uh, Captain America, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Now, depending on what type of show you're watching, what kind of media outlet you're paying attention to, news, sports, or entertainment, here are some of the top stories of 2014. Um, the Ebola virus easily led the way uh, to the point where uh, the Ebola virus fighters were this year's what? Anybody know? Time person of the year. Uh, political, social, and racial unrest seem to be the constant in 2014. And I just, as I mention these words and names, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, ISIS, Ferguson, Michael Brown, Eric Garner, gay marriage, the Ukraine. All of those were headlines in 2014. Uh, 2015 couldn't get here soon enough for the NFL um, as they kind of took the spotlight for a while with domestic violence. Uh, collectively, the most watched and imitated viral video of 2014 was easily the ALS Ice Water Bucket Challenge. Raise your hand if you participated in that this year. Okay, very good. Um, and apparently we learned that the only two things powerful enough to shut down the internet are the North Koreans and Kim Kardashian's butt. So, um, <laughs> never thought I'd use that phrase in a message, but I did today. Um, 
2014 was marked by extreme weather and several natural disasters. You might remember the California drought. They're still experiencing difficulty. Wildfires, uh, Washington State mudslide, the earthquake in Chile, a volcano eruption in Japan, the typhoon that hit the Philippines, and uh, the snowstorm in Buffalo. We call it snowpocalypse here in Charleston. Nice little dusting. Um, in the music world, I don't know if anybody could name the top five songs that are all up for Grammy Song of the Year. Uh, all About That Bass, Chandelier, and Taylor Swift had a song. What is that? Shake It Off, Stay With Me, and Take Me to Church. How many of you have no idea what those words mean? Any of those songs have no reference whatsoever? Okay, very good. Now, here we go. The most downloaded song in iTunes. Well, no, that's okay. Anyway, the most downloaded song in iTunes for 2014 was Happy. Happy. Yeah. Here we go. Frozen. Frozen. And Taylor Swift's 1989 were the top two iTunes albums of 2014. Frozen. Uh, was also the iTunes most downloaded film. Frozen was the most popular birthday party selection. And Frozen was the most popular Halloween costume. Uh, and I am pretty sure that I'm still the only person in America who's still not yet seen the movie. I have not yet seen Frozen. Oh, I don't even know the song. What is it? Let it snow. I just I don't even know that's all I know. I don't I really don't know the song. Anyway, um, in sports, you might remember this time last year soon, we were glued to the Winter Olympics, and then uh, we watched the World Cup in 2014. For those of you who don't, don't know what that is, soccer. Um, 2014, we had the Florida State Seminoles, the Yukon Huskies, the San Francisco Giants, the Seattle Seahawks, and the San Antonio Spurs were all reigning as champions not the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. And yes, finally, after five long years, the planets aligned, order was restored, <laughs> and Clemson finally beat South Carolina in college football. Um, in my own family, uh, my daughter Lydia turned 23, bought and paid for her first car, uh, continues to work at Arcadia Publishing in Mount Pleasant. My son Christopher turned 19, uh, completed his first year at Trident Tech, was accepted and transferred to the College of Charleston, and continues to rock out on the guitar in one of the best worship teams in Charleston. Um, my wife Janet continues to lead our children's ministry here at Coastal, and she celebrated a milestone birthday, and I'm not allowed to tell you which one. 25. Times two. Okay. <laughs> um, together, we celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary, which might come to a close. No, anyway. Um, no. Um, you know, I, I say this every year, but it's, it's, it's true for sure this year. For me personally, um, it has been an unbelievable year of learning and growing. And I'm serious. The more that I learn, um, the more I feel like I don't know. And I still need to learn. Uh, you know, people ask me all, all the time about our church and what's happening here. And, um, you know, I've been doing this thing for 25 years now. And all I know is that I still don't have this thing figured out. And I'm just very thankful that God is doing what he's doing here. Let's talk about that for a moment. Um, here at Coastal, in 2014, we had an all-time attendance high of 651 people on Easter Sunday in three services underneath a huge tent 
on our property uh, in spite of the nasty weather, if you remember. Uh, it was also the first time in five years. This is a little historic, even though it wasn't something we did, but it was something we didn't do. It was the first time in five years at that same time we didn't have what on our property right before Easter? The egg drop. Um, the previous five years, though, listen to this. We had stuffed, taped, dropped, and gave away over 200,000 Easter eggs uh, and charging nothing to our community and friends and family. Uh, we weren't sure where we would be with our new building, so this past year uh, we took a break from that. Um, our worship team took over responsibility for leading worship here in the new year uh, as we looked for a new worship pastor. Uh, Michael led worship for us on Easter Sunday and then officially started full-time in May. Uh, Scott and Lori had a baby. And, uh, and so did a bunch of other people. Here he goes, by the way. And uh, by the way, I got a uh, text last night that uh, Sam and Autumn had their baby last night. Uh, Michael and Joy got married and had a baby. No, they didn't have a baby. They got married. They got married. And so did a bunch of other people, too. Um, uh, a bunch of other things. We overhauled and launched our new website this past year. We had more life groups and more people in life groups this past year than we have had in the history of our church. For the fourth year in a row, we baptized another 50 people. In fact, we baptized three people this morning, and we're getting ready to baptize another person at the end of this service today. Uh, we built a new sign. We closed on the loan for our building. We went through technical review in the permitting process uh, with Communist China, I mean the city of Charleston, and, um, and we got final approval. Uh, we continue to see and serve over 150 individual children for vacation Bible school. We had a phenomenal summer and a phenomenal VBS. Anybody remember the theme this year of VBS? Weird animals. Weird animals. It was kind of crazy, but it was great. Um, we added electronic child check-in. Our student ministry continues to grow, regularly seeing 50-plus middle and high school students with an awesome group of volunteers. Uh, we added an, uh, another giving option in the form of text giving. We sent another group of people to Peru over the summer. We averaged over 400 in attendance over the entire fall. We packed and stuffed over 150 shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child. We helped provide Christmas for over 40 children at Oakland Elementary School through their angel tree. We collected and gave away shoes. We collected and gave away coats. We fed countless families through our food pantry. And we launched a new coastal app and continued to give by faith to all in. Whew, that's a lot, isn't it? Um, that's a lot. You know, when I, when I say all of that out loud, and I've, you know, kind of reflected on that this week and wrote that down, that really is unbelievable. I, I was, last night I told my wife, I said, you know what? Like at some churches, a new website, child check-in, a new app, uh, you know, like that, that would have taken like three years to happen at any other church, you know, if that, you know, and, uh, you know, countless meetings, and all kinds of things. I said, you know what? Not, you know, not here at Coastal. Uh, honestly, though, this is what I want you to hear loud and clear. All that stuff, it, it really is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it, it really doesn't begin to uh, highlight all of the ministry and all of the serving and all of the life change that has happened in, in, in a lot of different ministry areas, you know, in our student ministry, our children's ministry, man, in our life groups. Oh, my goodness, we had such, such a great couple of semesters of life groups here at Coastal and the serving and the ministry that took place there. Now, 
what I want to what I, what I talk about now for the next little bit here in my message is, and this is going to be kind of painful for me probably, because I want to see how much you actually remember. So pull out your outline for me for a second. And I'm going to quiz you a little bit about the different series that we did. I was surprised that somebody remembered this first one. Uh, we kicked off 2014 with a series on the parables of Jesus. Um, Jesus, man, talk about a master storyteller. Somebody once said that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, a good story is worth a thousand pictures. And Jesus was a master at that. And so this series was all about, well, what happens when, you know, the kingdom of God, like the ways and the words of Jesus, uh, clash with the kingdom of this world and, and the teachings and the ways of our culture? What happens when, when, when the kingdom of God meets head on with what the world teaches? Well, obviously, there is a collision that takes place. So I'm giving you a hint there. Uh, anybody remember what the series was called? Collide. Very good. For example, uh, one of the things we talked about was how, you know, in the world, we are told to look out for number one, right? And if you're not first, you're last. I mean, that, that's what we hear constantly. However, as a follower of Jesus, we are told that our primary position is one of servant. In fact, Jesus said this in Mark 10, 45. He said, for even the Son of Man, not, not many, by the way, that's a typo of my fault. Uh, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? To serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, one of the things that we emphasize here all the time at Coastal, we did last year, and we will continue to do that this year, it's the importance of serving. You know, we could not do what we do, we could not do what we did this past year, uh, the lives being changed, sharing Jesus, without the awesome volunteers that we have here at Coastal. Raise your hand if you volunteer in some ministry regularly here at Coastal. Just raise your hand for a second. Okay, listen, that's awesome. We have, we have the best, you can clap for that. We have the best volunteers anywhere uh, here at Coastal. But we couldn't do what we do unless we did have volunteers. But hear this loud and clear. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because if you are a Christ follower, if you're saved, if you're a believer, you're a servant. You're called to serve people. And that's both outside these walls and inside these walls. We we collectively, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. And every single part of us, every, every member is important and matters. And when one of us isn't serving, we as a church, you know what? We're weaker because of it. And so we're never going to apologize for challenging you to serve, to get off your blessed assurance and get involved around here. You know, some of you have been coming, and you've been soaking, and you've been enjoying, but you know what? It's time for you to be able to answer this question. What is my ministry here? How am I helping Coastal to become the church that God's called us to be? In fact, Jesus once said that real life is found. This is another way in which the kingdom of God clashes with the kingdom of this world. He said that real life is found when you give your life away, not when you try to keep it to yourself. In fact, in Matthew 10, 39, he said, if you cling to your life, listen to this, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you're going to find it. So anyway, each week during the series, we looked at a different story that Jesus told, and we talked about life in the kingdom. Uh, in March, we kicked off one of my, one of my favorite series last year, uh, entitled, Hello, 
my name is. Very good. In fact, uh, to go along with the title of that series, we did something we've never done before that first Sunday. We called it Name Tag Sunday. Remember that? We've actually done that now, I think, twice. Um, And the deal is, guys, listen, we have so many new people coming here to Coastal. I mean, God is really up to something. Every single week, we have new first-time guests who come to Coastal. And so it gets more and more difficult to try to remember everybody's name. And so instead of asking only guests to wear name tags, which we would never do, we said, hey, let's get everybody to wear a name tag. We kind of have some fun with it. So we did. Um, And then during that series, what we did, the idea, hello, my name is, is that we looked at some of the lives of some lesser-known characters uh, in Scripture, some lives that you might not be as familiar with, and we told their story and how their story affects our story. By the way, again, that's a great reason why that you ought to try to be reading through the Bible this year in 2015, because you're going to learn about some people that maybe you've heard a little bit about, but you don't know their whole story. Anyway, after Easter, Alan White, one of our members, outdid himself again with another mural uh, on the back of our wall uh, for the next series that we were going to do about some of the common enemies that we faced. And uh, do you remember the name of the series? The title was in the mural. Somebody said it. Battlefield. Battlefield. And we talked about, again, the common enemies that we all face on the battlefield. We talked about worry and temptation and uh, debt, getting out of debt, uh, your career, your job. And then that kind of led us into the summer. We did have just a phenomenal summer here at Coast, a lot of fun. And uh, to kick off the summer, uh, we brought back what has become a real favorite every every summer here at Coastal. And uh, it's called At The Movies, where we use a popular movie as a hook to discuss spiritual truth. Because we believe that it just so happens that our culture gets a lot of what it believes about God, um, about life, about spirituality from the movies they watch. So instead of just condemning the culture or ignoring the culture, why not seek to engage the culture a little bit, to redeem culture? And we believe that's what Jesus did. So that's what At The Movies was all about. And each week we use a different movie as a hook. For example, uh, the movie we used the movie Maleficent. Uh, remember that movie? And we used it to talk about the presence of evil in our world. Um, we also used the movie... Um, The Fault in Our Stars, saddest movie of 2014. Um, But we used the movie to talk about uh, illness uh, and even death. Uh, X-Men, we we used that movie to talk about our need for community. So anyway, it was a great series. It's definitely something we'll probably revisit again in 2015. Um, We gave away free movie tickets the whole summer to all of our guests. We took 100 100 plus kids and parents to see a movie one morning. Uh, Our students had another, uh, by the way, they they, they, I forgot this, they had a phenomenal winter retreat last year, phenomenal camp. Over the summer, they went to Wake Forest. Uh, We had a barbecue on the 4th of July. We had two beach baptism services. Uh, it, it was great. Our next sermon series over the summer, uh, after At the Movies, led into summer what? Summer reading. And um, this has definitely become another one of those uh, fun uh, traditions at Coastal. Um, the idea for the series is very similar to At the Movies in that instead of using movies as a hook, we use what? Books. Um, so I chose about a half a dozen books that I thought were worth reading over the summer. And then each week, we use the subject matter from those books as the subject of that week's message. And what does God's Word have to say about that? Because at Coastal, we believe that leaders are readers. You remember that. And we use those books to see what the Bible has to say about manhood, prayer, 
uh, leadership, emotions, generosity. Now, by far, by far, the biggest series last year, and, and my all-time favorite last year, had to be the story of my life. I just love this series. The whole premise for this series is this, and I think this is, again, something you might need to be reminded of today. The decisions that you are making right now, that, you're, that you make today, will determine the story that you'll tell tomorrow. And so we talked about how your decisions really do matter. And listen to this, because this is true today, too. Some of you are just one decision away from a brand new you and a better story. And you can think about that in just about every area of your life, physically, financially, relationally, and most importantly, even spiritually. One decision away. Um, so how do we live a story worth telling? Well, um, we said that part of the answer is definitely found uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It was our theme verse for this series. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the what? The author and perfecter of our faith. Wouldn't it be great if you let Jesus be the author of your story? So what we did over the next five weeks is that we challenged all of us together to make five decisions that we needed to make. Week number one, we need to start something. You know, start one discipline, one habit that can help alter the story that God's going to tell through you. Week two, we said, hey, sometimes we have to decide to stop. You know, everybody in this room, we all, we all have behaviors, mindsets, attitudes that are hindering us from living the story that God wants to tell through our lives. And so we made the challenge of, of stopping that one thing that might be interrupting your story. And then week three, we decided to stay when it might be easier to go. You know, so often we quit on stuff that's important in our lives. And we talked about that, about not giving up. Because sometimes we quit on God, we quit on the church, we quit on relationships, when it would be better to stay. Now, it sounds a little contradictory because the next week we talked about deciding to go when it would be easier to stay. But the idea was a little bit different in the sense that all of us, we're at some point in our lives, and probably many points, we are going to be called to step out in faith and, and to leave what is comfortable and to leave what is known and to go to the unknown, to go out onto that limb. And so we talked about going. And then week number five, we closed out the series and said, you know what, we all have a next step to take spiritually, and some of you need to decide to get what? Do you remember? Baptized, right, right. We had a baptism service. In fact, um, this morning we already uh, baptized three people, and we had. A, and really, I thought that was it for today because um, it was kind of a last-minute thing, and then it kind of uh, mushroomed into not just one person, but now three people. And then somebody approached me this morning and said, "Hey, I'd like to get baptized. Do you have do you have any shorts or a shirt?" I was like, "Yeah, we got it. Come on!" So. Um, if you're interested in getting baptized, you got about two minutes to change with me during communion in just a moment. But um, come and let me know if you're interested. Um, one of the highlights, though, of that entire series for me, and I'm sure for many of you, were the video testimonies. And uh, it was just so awesome. I mean, just I could think back now to, you know, uh, uh, the Orr's story and, and Joe Tolls. I mean, each and every week, there was just a great 
uh, sense of life change here. And we are reminded in a very visual way of, of all the lives that are being changed, you know, through Christ here at Coastal. And uh, in fact, now, even now, if you'd like to, you can go back to our website or our app and look at those testimonies and look at these messages, by the way. Um, after the story of my life, I did a sermon series on a character in a book of the Bible that I'd never really preached a series on before. And uh, most people have heard something about this person or, or you refer to his life uh, when you answer the age-old question, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, do you remember who I'm talking about? What's his name? Job. Job's all about the sovereignty of God and uh, remaining faithful, even in the midst of great pain and suffering. And the reality is that life has been um, hard and difficult for many of you. And uh, because life is hard at times. And we all experience great pain. Well, where's God in all that? You know, how do you remain faithful? Well, the tagline for the series was trusting God's heart when you can't trace his hand. And we looked at those issues over, the, over those four weeks. Which brings us all the way to the present. Christmas was just awesome uh, this year here at Coastal. As it seems, it, it always is. Um, our Christmas series was called The What of Christmas? The Sounds of Christmas. Uh, and, and the sounds were awesome. I mean, the band, Michael, they all did a, just an awesome job with our, our music. But the lights and the decorations, uh, all of it worked perfectly together as basically we just retold the story of Christmas. All leading up to Christmas Eve, 2014, um, where we talked about God's gift, what, do you remember? God's gift exchange. And how if we give God our worry, he'll give us his peace and several other gifts. Those were, those were the, uh, the sermon uh, series here in 2014 here at Coastal. But truthfully, and this is what I want to close with today. That's just, that's just part of the story. I mean, it really is. You, you, each one of you, you really are the rest of the story. You know, there's no way that I could stand up here in 35 minutes and reflect on everything that happened, every event, every life group, every, every story, every you know, all the lives that were changed, the relationships that were restored, the victories won, the, the, the difficult, hard times, the lessons learned. There's no way I could do that. However, here's why I think today is important. It just gives us, and it gives me as the pastor, just a moment, just a, a brief little moment in time to reflect on the past, you know, to celebrate the past, to remember it, uh, to talk about, you know, what we experienced, but then to turn the page, you know, to close that chapter, to move forward. You know what our natural tendency is? Our natural tendency, and this is true, I think, in, in most of life, you know, in relationships, uh, in business, in sports, uh, it's to dwell on the past, to get stuck in the past. How many, I mean, I'm a big Clemson Tiger fan, but how many Clemson Tiger fans still remember 1981 when we won the national, I mean, come on, that's pitiful, isn't it? We, we get stuck in the past, don't we? You know, a lot of churches do that. 
A lot of churches do that. And they talk about the good what? Good old days or the glory days. And they, and they get stuck there in the sense that they can't move forward. They won't, they won't close that chapter. And, and they, won't, they won't understand that, you know what? God's doing something today. God's doing something now, and he wants you to experience it. He wants you to be a part of it. You don't know how many times as a pastor I have people come up to me and, and tell me about all the, the good old days that they were a part of or their old church or what they did before. And, I'm, and I, so many times I'll go, hey, that's great. We have a past. We've done some great things. We've all been a part of some awesome things in the past, but you know what? God's not done with you. He's not done with us. If you're, if you're not dead, God's not done. He, he has the rest of the story. He wants to tell through you and use you. But we get stuck. Isaiah 43 says this. Listen to this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the what? Past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? In, in other words, what he's saying is like, listen. You know, it's kind of a rhetorical question. I'm going, I, I'm doing something new. I'm doing something exciting. But you're dwelling. And the word dwell there means you've set up house. You're living back there. You're stuck in the past. And he goes, it is springing up. In fact, he goes on to say, I'm making a way in the desert, streams in the wasteland. What is he talking about? He's talking about life. New life. Growth. It's coming. It's now. It's all around you. But you won't move forward. And then the same principle is shared in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul said this, No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the, what? The past. By the way, let me, start, let me go back just for a second. I am still not all I should be. Do we all, any of you fall into that same category, that same boat? Listen, nobody is. We're not, God's not done with us. Your Christian life is not over. Your growth is not over. So for all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. By the way, that's what next Sunday is going to be all about. Where we're going, where we're heading as a church. I strain to reach the end of the race to receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. 2014 was great. It was awesome good and bad. I hope at the end of the day, all of us are just a little bit more like God already sees us in Christ. In fact, for some of you, that's why you're stuck. You're not in Christ yet. And you're here today and you're barely here and there's something in your past that's holding you down and holding you back. And it's something you've done, something you did, something you feel ashamed of. And I just want you to hear loud and clear that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He wants to forgive you of your past. He wants to wipe that slate, that slate clean. He wants to make you brand new. He wants to forgive you. He wants you to move forward today and tomorrow. And he wants to use you in his kingdom. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you can experience that today if you'll place your faith in Christ. 
You know, in just a moment, we're going to uh, have one more baptism today that I'm, that I'm aware of. And again, there might be others if you're interested. Uh, during communion, we're going to step back into this room and I'll give you a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Um, but baptism, that's what it represents. It represents a new life, a fresh start, a new beginning, a washing away of our sin and a rising to new life in Christ. Um, so I want to pray. I want to pray today. I want to pray about putting a closing the chapter of 2014 and moving forward together in 2015. Bow your heads and, and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, today, God, I thank you just for this brief moment in time to, together as a church where we can look back and laugh and reflect and remember all the different things that happened in 2014. In fact, God, there's no way I could do all of that today, but I hope it maybe spurs on some conversations and some memories and some... Uh, reflecting on this past year. But Father, it's time to, to move forward. Uh, it's time to close that chapter and to be a part of what you're doing now, today, and tomorrow. And Father, I believe there are people here today who feel an inability to do that because they are stuck in the past because of something they've done, something that they feel ashamed of. God, the truth is we've all been there, we've all done that. What it is, that thing that you can't, maybe wrap your head around it's just simply it's just simply sin it's simply being apart from from God is simply being not in Christ yet but but don't you see that's why God sent his son Jesus at Christmas time it was that rescue mission that he sent his son Jesus to this earth to live a perfect life so he could be that sacrifice for our sin and he went to a cross as the payment for all of us but the grave could not contain him. Three days later, he rose from the dead, and he is alive. And so today, in your heart, just say, I believe. I believe that, God. And today, I, I put my trust and my faith in your son, Jesus, and in him alone. And I ask for forgiveness for my past. And I ask you not only to forgive me, but to help me forgive myself. And to receive that cleansing, that washing away. And Father, for the rest of my days, I just want to follow Jesus. I just want to become more and more, as you see me now today, clean, brand new, forgiven. Thank you, Father. And Father, I pray for our church. May our church be the church that you called us to be. May we learn lessons from the past, to honor the past, celebrate the past. But may we never get stuck there. May we move forward with what you're doing today and tomorrow. May we change this world one life at a time. It's in the name of Jesus I pray.